So, things that I learned from wrestling and from Coach Kolb specifically. Um, toughness is one of those main themes. Um, one of those things about wrestling is we would get pushed to our limits and past our limits. You might think that you can't run anymore. You might think that you're tired. You might think, oh, I can't do anymore. I'm all worn out. And you're wrong. Okay? Uh, about 90% of the time, when you think you've hit your limit, you're wrong. Because, and this is kind of one of the things that I learned in wrestling, because we would get pushed up to that point where we're like, coach, I'm dead. I can't do it anymore. And there was a phrase that uh, we learned and uh, that we used in practice, okay, when we would be uh, asked to do things, you know, we're all dead. At the end of practice, end of practice, after we've been giving 100% for two hours, uh, we would cool down with things like 800 jumping jacks, um, 200 push-ups, 300 sit-ups. That's our cool down, yeah. right? And uh, we would uh, a lot of times do them together. Uh, and people would get tired. People would want to collapse. And what you do when you feel like you're going to collapse is uh, he would yell at us. He'd kick our butts and he'd say, no, you're not quitting. Keep going. And your response is, I can do it, coach. I can do it, coach. Uh, and so... And then you you come to that limit, and then you go further. And then when you go further, then you realize, oh, that wasn't my limit. Oh, my limits are actually further than I thought they were. Oh, I can actually do more than I thought I could. And uh, so, you know, it, it was, the, it's the toughness, the way I look at it, is the ability to take uh, punishment take uh, pain and go to your limit and get up and keep going and push past your limit and keep expanding your limits and the ability to keep going and keep going and keep going uh, no matter what. Um, and yeah, they demanded everything from us and we gave everything that we had to them. Uh, my, well, Coach Kolb and... Uh, I've been neglecting to talk about Coach Eckroth. So Larry Eckroth was the assistant coach, and Larry Eckroth was just as much a part of all of this as Coach Kolb. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I was, I was able to see uh, Coach Eckroth at wow. the funeral, and uh, it was only a moment, but it, it was enough, and it was, it was really great to be able to see him. And, and I remain in contact with him on Facebook uh, still. Um, so another thing I learned from him, um, so kind of relate to all that pushing and being demanding of others while also being full of love for uh, them, right? And so my parents kicked my butt, but there wasn't love coming from my parents. There was denigration, there was mocking, there was insults, there was... Uh, just belittling and you're stupid, you're worthless, you're never going to achieve anything, you're never going to do anything, you're never going to be anything. This is what I got from my parents. Mm -hmm. 
my coach kicked my butt. And, but he believed in me. He, I mean, we would do ridiculous exercises. Like, I'd put a 215-pound dude on my back and skip across the room and go back and forth skipping across the room with a 250-pound guy on my back. That's super fun. No, it's not. Um, you know, um, and they demand, like I said, they demanded everything to us, but they gave everything right back to us. And when we would get stuck doing push-ups, he would get down and he would do push-ups with us. If he asked something from us, he would be willing to give everything that we were giving. He'd get down and he'd wrestle with us. He would work with us. He'd do the push-ups. He'd do the sit-ups. He would do everything that we did. And he'd push just as hard as we would. Um, Self-discipline and determination. Uh, and that's summed up in a phrase that I heard uh, shouted from them uh, over and over and over. How bad do you want it? Right? Um, and it's something that you have to decide. And, you know, like I, so there was a time a couple years ago when I lost 150 pounds over like about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, my knees are jacked. So I, it wasn't like through exercise. It was all through diet. Right. And I've had a lot of people ask me, well, how in the world did you lose 150 pounds? I mean, that's a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. And, um, the only answer really is I decided that I was going to do it. Yeah. I decided that I wanted it. And so I did it. And really it, that it comes down to that. It's that self, uh, discipline. When you decide that you want something bad enough, then you'll do it. If you're not doing it, it's because you clearly don't want it enough. And so you know, when you're coming up against that wall, when you're coming up against that thing that's really difficult to do, you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want it? What are you willing to do to uh, achieve it? How hard are you willing to fight? What are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? How bad do you want it? Because if you want it enough, you will push yourself uh, to your absolute limits. You won't push yourself till you're tired and then go, oh, I'm tired, I've tried, oh, but I'm tired, although I can't do any more, okay? Um, and this is, you know, part of that pushing yourself to your limits. Um, and all of that together also led to the development of integrity, okay? And integrity is a thing that's really big and really important to me. And this is all part of that fire in his eyes thing, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I, I heard other uh, parents of other players, uh, some of these parents were uh, guys who wrestled when they were younger, uh -huh. right? And they, were, they would say, you know, Oliver, he's not uh, the most uh, technical wrestler. He's not the most skilled wrestler. He makes a lot of fundamental mistakes, but nobody wrestles with more heart than he does. Nobody goes out and wrestles like he does. Uh -huh. And it was that thing, you know, early on in my uh, time wrestling, I would lose a match and you sit down and 
you think about it, and losing a match can be devastating. Like, you don't even know. Uh, just like, I mean, make you feel like absolute crap, right? And I thought about it. What is it that makes me feel so bad after losing a match? And it isn't losing the match. That isn't the thing that's devastating. The thing that's devastating is coming to the realization and knowing that you didn't, that you gave up. You could have done more, you could have pushed harder, and you didn't. Because you got tired. Because you, uh, you know, you were like, well, I tried. And, and, you know, I'm a person, I don't like excuses, okay? And part of that is because an excuse, you know, I could give all kinds of excuses at the end of a match. I could go, oh, well, you know, it's just that, well, see, the thing was, but if I didn't give 100%, then I knew it. And the excuse was nothing but a bunch of bullcrap that I was repeating just to try to make myself feel better. But at the end of the day, I still had to live with myself. And I knew when I didn't give 100%. And so the only remedy to help me live with myself after a match, the only remedy to help me to be okay with, you know, I wrestled guys who won state tournaments way more skilled than I was. I wrestled guys who were far stronger than I was. There were some guys who, you know, uh, a lot of wrestlers are short. Uh -huh. They have a lot less bone mass, which means that in the weight range, they can pack on more muscle mass, yeah. right? Yeah. And some of these guys are short and stocky and they're just bulging muscles everywhere, right? And uh, I was, you know, senior year, I was six feet tall. That's tall for a wrestler. Uh -huh. And uh, so, you know, some guys that I wrestled were clearly stronger than I was. Some guys who I wrestled were clearly more skilled than I was. And I didn't win all my matches. And so how did I live with myself after a loss? Uh, and the only way that I knew to live with myself was to go out there and be that Mr. Fire in his eyes and throw everything out there, give it everything that I had. And I knew what 100% was. And I knew when I didn't give 100%. And uh, that's why I, you know, I didn't have the best record uh, as far as wins, losses, all that stuff. But I am proud of my time wrestling. And I am proud of what I achieved as a wrestler because my really my greatest opponent was myself right and it wasn't really about stacking up wins it was about going out there and giving a hundred percent and proving something to myself and be and beating uh this weakness that i had inside of me and it was about that integrity and so you know it kind of built that idea of integrity with me where anything less than 100% isn't going to cut it. And I know when I've given 100%. It's, it's one thing to fail at a thing because it doesn't work out. It's another thing to fail at a thing because you gave up. In the latter of those two, you are the failure. Yeah.
Um, and so the only way to trump that is to make sure that you are not the failure. Uh, and so that was kind of, you know, uh, never dealing, never giving up, uh, integrity, um, facing fear, you know, sometimes, uh, you, sometimes you're facing some dude who you're pretty sure is going to kick the crap out of you. Right. Um, and you just got to step forward and do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and you just move forward and that's all there is to it. Uh, dealing with physical pain, we're going to get to that at the end actually when we do the cookies um, yeah so integrity without self-deception putting god first and um yeah so actually i am gonna go so we're pretty much at the end but there is actually one more story that i that i did want to tell it's in my book in the first book blessed uh available now on amazon as well as the second book, Cursed, and the third book, One, Blessed, Cursed, One. All part of the series Blessed and Cursed and One, now available on Amazon. Just look up Blessed and Cursed and One by Oliver Tanner on Amazon and you will find it. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, so the last story, and this is in the book, is the story of uh, there was... A match where um, Coach Kolb almost had to call an ambulance uh, for me, um, and we uh, got so in this match, I got in a position with the other wrestler where I couldn't uh, get him on his back. He couldn't get me on my back. And when you get to that point, this happens sometimes in matches, so the ref will call a stalemate, mm -hmm. right? And he's saying, look, neither side is progressing, so he'll call a stalemate, he'll stop the match, and he'll have you both go back to the center of the mat, uh, neutral position, both of you standing, facing each other, okay? And uh, so the ref called a stalemate, and we went to the center, but the thing was, while I wasn't able to turn him, and I wasn't allowing him to turn me, um, the other thing that was going on was the position that we were in, he was actually cutting off uh, all of my air and restricting blood flow. And uh, so we got up, I was uh, staggering and kind of stumbling and clearly uh, not quite 100% there. I get, I. I mean, I remember everything was kind of moving around. I could kind of see in front of my feet and I managed to get to the center and I put my uh, my foot on the line there and I'm just, you know, I'm kind of wobbling around. I got my hands in front of me like I'm gonna wrestle and, my, and so Coach Cole, he comes to me and he uh, grabs me by the shoulders and he looks me in the face and he's like, okay, Tanner, we're gonna wrestle on the count of three. Right, and he's trying to hype me up, saying, "All right, come on, center yourself, let's go." And he goes, three, two, one, let's go." And then he lets go of me, and I kept wobbling, and I started falling over. And so he grabs me, and he kind of picks me up, and he's all, "Okay, Tanner, we're gonna wrestle on three, three, two, one." And then um, I think he did that three times, 
And then uh, I, I still wasn't improving. And he was like, you can't wrestle anymore. And so that was my one and only match I ever had to forfeit. And uh, then he and somebody else kind of helped me, mostly dragged me uh, off the mat and laid me on. So we had a warm-up mat on the side, right? And so they laid me on the warm-up mat. And I remember laying there and I could kind of see the ceiling and there's like the beams and the lights in the gym you know mm -hmm. and everything is like kind of swirling lights and can't really hear much of anything and I see the coach's wife's face poke in over my field of view and there's the girl who's kind of the trainer uh, of the team I don't remember where she would help us to like tape up hands and feet and stuff like that um, so she came over and she was helping out. And then I see a couple of other faces poke in around me of moms of other players on the team. So my parents only went to two matches my whole time wrestling. Uh -huh. And this was one of them. Uh -huh. I did not see my mother's face. I saw other people's mother's faces. Yeah. Right? I didn't know what was going on. And then... I hear somebody say, oh my gosh, he's turning blue. He's not breathing, he's not breathing. And they're all freaking out. And, and it, the weird thing was I was totally calm in my mind. And I was just laying there and I was like, you know, most of the time I was like, you idiot. What did you do? How, I don't even know what's going on, but what did you get yourself into this time? You know? and. Why, why didn't you just, you know, whatever. And I'm playing through. Uh -huh. and, and I had this weird calm and this weird, uh, almost delusional rationality, if that makes any sense, as I'm laying there. And then somebody says he's not breathing. And I thought about it for a minute. And I was like, you know what? I'm not breathing. And so I, I told myself to breathe. And I, I started breathing. And, uh, you know, Coach Kolb was actually just go heading to the phone to call an ambulance for me. Um, and, you know, I don't know, maybe this uh, story is kind of straying a little bit, but it was, you know, in that moment, it was, and it was his wife uh, who I heard speaking. Mm -hmm. It was his wife that kind of called me back, right? But it was, it was Coach Kolb and it was his wife. And... When I was there, I, I, I mean, I was in a bad position, not breathing, turning blue. Uh, who knows where that could have gone if mm -hmm. I hadn't had the presence of mind to tell myself, oh, hey, moron, you're supposed to breathe here. Remember that? So that could have been, and my parents didn't care, and my parents weren't going to do anything, uh, but my coach was there. And, uh, you know, just it's just another one of those things um, about, uh, you know, I don't know, just that relationship with him. Another representation. Yeah. For cookies for this week, um, I wanted to make something that would help to illustrate some of the things that I learned from him. Uh, I made... So I... I think we've done my habanero chocolate chip yes. cookies from yes. here, right? Uh -huh. So I decided this time, you know what? That isn't my limit. Let's push past the limits. 
let's see how far we can push this thing. And so I made Carolina Reaper cookies. So we bought some Carolina Reapers. Uh, I made cookies with them. And we, uh, when we do our habanero chocolate chip cookies, we have a process whereby we bring the heat down, right? Um, and I did that with the Carolina Reaper cookies, most of them. There was a little bit of dough that I set aside and I did one Carolina Reaper just for, so it's actually one it's whole Carolina Reaper in for three, three for three cookies. Oh my gosh. So, so these ones are gonna be like full strength. Yeah, uh, so I posted a picture on Facebook and somebody commented flamethrower cookies. That's pretty much what I'm expecting, okay? <laughs> And so we're gonna we're gonna eat these cookies, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about the thing that I skipped over, which is dealing with physical pain. Uh, what I learned from Coach Kolb, and I I did this uh, for two reasons: one, to illustrate that lesson that I learned from him, and uh, two. Um, because I think he'd think it was hilarious. <laughs> he'd probably get a kick out of it. And I will actually, before we do that, I do want to comment. Um, one of the things that was difficult for me over the past couple of weeks and difficult when he died was, you know, we talked a little while ago about regrets, living without regrets. And the fact of the matter is I do have a really big regret um, connected to him. And it was, so last year, a year ago actually, we went back to California and we went to uh, try to something with my dad before he died. Okay, we've talked about that before. Well, while we were there, uh, we talked about, oh, we should go to Bodega Bay and try to, you know, I know that he would have loved to have me come and fish with him on his boat. And I wanted to go. I really wanted to go so bad. Um, I wanted to go see him again. I wanted to go spend some time with him. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted, to, I wanted you to be able to meet him uh, because of how important he is and has been for me. And I wanted you to know this person who is so important to me and we didn't do it uh and we didn't do it because uh you know we were like oh no that's too much money because i didn't want to go and ask him to let me go fish on his boat for free when uh this is his living you know and i wanted to go at a time when i felt like i had achieved something when I had done something with my life when I could go to him and I could say I took the lessons you taught me and I did something good with them and um, I didn't really feel like I could go and do that I mean so many things that I've done have just turned to absolute failure over the years and you know uh I wanted to go and I wanted him to be proud of uh, what I had accomplished, you know, and what I'd done. 
And, you know, I know he would have been, you know, even if we had just visited him. Um, and, yeah, I, I really deeply regret uh, not going and, uh, you know, saying whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, at the time, I was like, nah, you know, we'll come back to California some other time, and I'll do it then. I, I just need to get some things together in my life. We had, you know, we had been talking about this podcast. We had some other ideas. I was like, no, when those things pan out, then I'll go back to California, and we'll have that fishing trip. And it never happened and I wish more than anything that I could go back and and do that fishing trip with him so anyway um, now that I'm tearing up anyway we should probably eat some hot cookies and make an excuse for it so we have our cookies and we've got some milk with these. Char, I don't remember which one is the full strength one. Do you want to try first? No. I'm just kidding. I do remember. <laughs> All right. So doesn't this look delicious? They are really pretty. Carolina Reaper chocolate chip cookie full strength well mine isn't yours isn't <laughs> full bore pardon the expression balls to the wall okay you go you ready yeah all right so um now i'm going to talk about what i learned about pain from coach Kolb. okay so uh there were times When, you know, in the middle of a wrestling match, that's really good. Um, when you would have people doing all kinds of things that would cause you pain. You know, you'd be sitting there, somebody's trying to rip off your head, wrench your arm off, whatever. And um, you can get caught up in the pain and go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. That's <coughs> hot. And you can get caught up in the pain and freak out and panic. <laughs> and um, I'm a little sick. I tried this earlier. This one's a lot spicier. And you can freak out and you can panic and you can do all sorts of things, right? And, and you're going to lose your focus and you're going to lose, right? Or uh, you can... If you concentrate, you can actually separate yourself from the pain. And this is one thing that we talked about a lot is that pain is all in your mind. Okay? And if you want, you can separate. And I remember times when I was sitting there, somebody's trying to rip off my arm. And I sit there and it's almost like I'm outside of myself. And I go, okay. Look at the position you're in. What are you going to do now? And sometimes pain gets so intense 
that you just got to say, you know what? This hurts. The pain is there. And you got to count to five. One, two, three, four, five. And those five seconds are never going to come back. We've passed that. So now let's try to go five more seconds. One, two, three, four, five. And if I can make it through that, then I can make it through the next five seconds. And we go a little bit at a time. And I've used this actually over the years many, many times. I've had a lot of surgeries, right, Shar? Mm -hmm. And with every surgery, I take pain meds once and then never again because they always just make me feel sick. I don't like them. And instead, I just deal with the pain. And I deal with the pain through this same method that I'm employing now and that I've employed and that I learned in wrestling. Look. This burns, okay? I I feel this. Okay, I do. I feel all the pain in my mouth. I mean, they're freaking Carolina Reapers. <laughs> those, those aren't cherry chips, guys. Um, and this is full strength, okay? I feel all of it. But I can control how I react. And I control what I do. I don't have to freak out run around like an idiot or go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's so hard. I can't stand it. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Right? You could do that. That's how I'm if, feeling right now. <laughs> if you choose it. Or you can, or you can say, oh. I choose not to do that. I feel <clears> it. <throat> but I am the master of myself. This cookie doesn't control me. The pain doesn't control me. I control me. Whew. And when you can do that. Are you sweating? Sometimes uh, emotional pain is a little bit more difficult. Psychological things can be a little bit more difficult. But physical pain, if you can handle that, there's a lot that you can handle. You just ate that whole thing. And then you can enjoy a whole cookie. Yeah, uh, I did just eat that whole thing. And it's actually, it actually is a really good cookie. Yes, it is. I'm surprised because at home I could only, when I tried it, I could only have a bite. Um, I'm surprised I went that far. It's in my throat now. And look, so my mouth is burning. My lips are burning. Okay. I should give you a kiss right now. No. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to kiss you for a day. That's harsh. Anyway, look. My mouth is probably going to be burning for a while. My mouth is on fire, okay? I'm not sweating right now. I'm actually really surprised by that. Well, it's um, chilly out here. I'm surprised that I don't have 
a couple tears come out because sometimes if things do get hot enough, I sometimes you can't stop that uh, reaction. It's gonna burn for a while. It may well burn when it comes out later, okay? <laughs> and uh, whether this burns for the next hour, whether it burns later coming out, whatever the case may be, I am the master of myself. And I don't have to freak out. And I can handle the pain because I know how. And whatever pain it is that you have, you can handle that too. You can master that too. You don't have to freak out just because there's pain. And you know, it's just another one of those lessons of self-mastery, self-control. Never would have learned it if I hadn't wrestled. Um, so you didn't even drink hardly any of your milk. No, well, I had a couple sips. Milk is good. <laughs> Yum. It's burning down my esophagus, or whatever. Just count to five. One, two, three, four, five. And you never have to go back to that. And if you could get through that, then you can get through the next five seconds. And if you can get through that, then you can get through the next five seconds after that. And sometimes in life, you just got to break it down like that, you know? And that's just the way that it has to be. Um, and that's, this is how I learn and this is how I deal with pain. Uh, another thing that I learned from Coach Colt. Um, so anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Um, I hope you maybe learned a little bit more about me. Um, and you know, I guess this episode is my tribute to Coach Kolb. Um, thank you coach for shaping me for making me who I am in a lot of ways uh, thank you for your influence and um, we're going to close out with our motto memento mori uscuergo vivere which is um, remember you will die until then live and uh, I can do it coach <laughs>